Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. No matter where this finds you, whether you're going through the best of times or the worst of times, my hope and my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and relevant way and that you will know that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that has such a far greater purpose and plan for your life than anything this world can offer. And so again, if this is your first time, thank you so much for being a part of this, whether you're watching this or listening to this, whether you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, or you're listening to this uh, currently, um, we're in the iTunes Music Store, we're also in the Google Play Music Store, and we're also streaming online. But no ma- matter how you are partaking in this, thank you so much for being a part of this. And before we get into today's message, it would be an honor for me to pray for you. No matter what you have going on in your life, no matter what's swirling on in your head right now, what's going on in your heart, whether you're listening or watching this later on in the day or early on in your day or in the middle of your day, no matter where this finds you, I would be honored to be able to bring what you have going on in your life uh, to the Father and uh, what, what I have going on in my life as well. And for us to be able just to come to this, just saying, Lord, no matter what um, I may be going through, no matter what I will go through, I just want to be yours. And so I would be honored to pray for you. So uh, let's do that and then we'll jump into today's message. So uh, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you so much for technology and the ways that we can communicate from from person to person, uh, whether it be social media or whether it be podcast. Um, But even in in the individual that is right now watching or listening in their life, Right now, Lord, you have placed them in a place, in a uh, community, in a position in order for them to be able to come in contact with others. And Lord, you have a plan and purpose for each and every contact that they have today or tomorrow or this week or in their life, Lord. And so just thank you so much for just being faithful and just pursuing after our hearts. And also thank you so much, Lord, for the people in our lives right now. Lord, for those in our life right now that is causing pain or heartache, Lord, will you please uh, just intervene, give us wisdom, give us discernment of how to handle um, the individuals in our life that is causing uh, difficulty to us, Lord, and also for those in our life that are bringing joy and bringing peace and healing in our lives, Lord. May we not take them for granted. We want to surrender not only the people in our lives to you, but we want to surrender everything in our life to you. So, Lord, will you just meet us here, empty us, and help us just hear you anew or maybe for the first time. But we need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. So this last week, I was very blessed to be able to go uh, to a concert and see two of my favorite bands. One of them is a fairly recent uh, favorite band because uh, they're fairly new. Um, but I recently just got into their music and I saw that they were they were going on tour with one of my favorite bands um, that I've been following ever since I gave life to Christ in 2011. Um, the band's name is My Epic, and uh, they're one of my favorite bands. And so I saw that they were playing in Columbus, Ohio. And so I booked tickets to go see them before I even knew how far away that was. So right now I'm recording in Macomb, Michigan. And so Macomb, Michigan, all the way to Columbus, Ohio, was about four hours, about three, three and a half, um, but with traffic of about four to, to, to around like four and a quarter. And so I show up to this uh, to this show um, with a person that I brought, and we're we're about to walk in, and I noticed that is that is a bar, and um, outside it doesn't really look like much. I kind of park in the back near the dumpster, and the guy that I was with, he was like, "Dude, you know, like, are we gonna park here?" 
And I look up, I'm like, hey, like, you know, the sign says parking. So, you know, I'm going to, of course, park here. And so, you know, that was the first impression. But it didn't matter because I was there to see the, the, the person I was going to see. I was there for the show. I was there for the, um, for the musicians that were, that were going to play that was headlining this tour. And so we get out of the car. We go inside the venue. And I'm always reminded, it never fails, I'm always reminded that when the tickets say that the shows uh, or the doors open at a certain time, that doesn't necessarily mean that the headliner or the main person that you want to go see is going to play that just means the doors open for people to kind of get in their spots to prepare for whoever's playing that night and so usually what a band will do they'll have opening bands or opening sets of of people that will play before the band is ready to get on stage and so i always forget that so i was rushing me and the buddy that I went with, we were rushing down to Columbus, Ohio, which again, I didn't know how far it was away until kind of, you know, the week of. And so we're driving all these hours away to go see this show and we're rushing. And in my mind, I thought when the doors open, that's when, that's when, you know, the, the, the set was going to start. So we're waiting there and the opening band is getting ready to play. So they're kind of setting up. And at the time, I didn't know it was the opening band. If anything, I thought it was maybe crew from the band I was going to go see. But then it hit me, wait a minute, no, that there was two opening bands and then the co-liner of the tour and then the headliner of the tour. And so I'm, I'm watching these people set up and they begin their set. And I remember the name of the opening band, but besides that, I don't remember any of the songs. All I remember is... Um, that you know they were here to open up for the band that I came to go see but as I was watching this opening band I was just thinking about um, just that whole idea of an opening band and you know why there is opening bands in sets you know you would think if somebody wants to go see somebody at a show that they'll just come see that person and nobody else but then there's these opening bands that you have to kind of endure in order to get to the, to the, to the person that you want to go see. And I was listening to this person. And and again, I don't remember any of the music or anything, but it just kind of hit me in that moment as I was watching them play. And, and as you know, they got off the stage and the next opening band came up and, and set up, I was just thinking how much that I failed to remember that my life, who I am as a person, my existence, that all I am at the end of the day is that I'm an opening band. I'm an opening act for my creator, savior, sustainer. That that you yourself, that you are an opening band for your creator, savior, sustainer. And that we are not the headlining act. That this life does not revolve around me. This life doesn't revolve around you. And it's in the moments that we realize, wait a minute, this life isn't about me. That's when we can surrender to who this life is about. And that's Christ. And I was thinking about that, and there's a passage in Scripture that that this reminded me of, this whole idea of an opening act. And this passage is found in John chapter 3, verse 22, all the way down to uh, around 36. But there's a man named John. There's a lot of Johns in the Bible, but th- this John specifically, is is his name was John, and he was the cousin of Jesus. So, so Jesus' mom, Mary's sister, had a child and that child was John. And the Old Testament, the before before where we get in the part of the Bible here in in the, in the book of John, we we the whole Bible is pointing towards that there would be somebody that prepares, basically prepares the hearts of of people 
towards the Messiah, the, the deliverer, that God himself would deliver us. And so the Jewish people were waiting for that Messiah. And John was that, deli- he was the person that would come and prepare the hearts of everybody waiting for that Messiah. But there's a passage where Jesus begins his ministry and John is 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 still in his ministry of preparing the hearts of people, telling them basically that, hey, look, you need a savior, that we need a savior. And there's a moment where there's followers of Jesus and there's followers of John. And there is a moment here that I wanted to get to that reminded me of that opening band. And I want to read this and then share a couple thoughts on it. But in John chapter 3 and verse 22, this is what the Bible says. It says this, Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there, baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anan near Siloam, because there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. In parentheses in, in, in verse 24, this is what it says. It says, this was before John was thrown into prison. So already right here, we're introduced to John. And John, down the road, is going to be thrown into prison. We don't know why at this point. But it, it, the the author of this, which would be John, the disciple, not John the Baptist, but John, the disciple, one of the followers of Jesus, is writing this. And he's clarifying that the, the ministry of John was before his time getting thrown into prison. And so continuing with that, verse 25 says this, a debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, because again, he's preparing the hearts of the people around. So when he saw Christ at a distance, he said, this is the Messiah. This is the person that was promised in our scripture. And so it said that that you said it was the Messiah. He's also baptizing people. And everyone is going to him instead of coming to us. Everyone is going to him instead of coming from us. I want to pause right here. You know how goofy it would be? As I was sitting there, I was looking at this, this opening act, and I was just thinking, you know how goofy it would be if this opening act they were they were doing their their performance acting as if that the headlining act didn't even exist right so it's like the equivalent of walking in and you have this opening band that nobody basically knows of maybe a couple people in the community know of them but the, you have this opening band that is just like hey welcome thank you so much for coming out tonight you know and everything and and you know the audience is thinking like oh yeah yeah oh cool cool so all of a sudden you get at the end of the set and what if the opening band was just like, okay, well, thanks, guys. Y- y'all drive safely. We're going to be in the back right now. You know, we're going to be back there signing autographs. You know, come out and come see us. You know, you know, thank you so much. And then they just like, you know, flip on all the lights and everything. You know how goofy that would be? You would have the crowd being like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm not here to see you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving until I see who I came here for. And ultimately, it's not the opening act that the people are coming there for, but they're coming because they're drawn and they're seeking their Savior. And in the, in the, in the context of, the, of a show, they came, they, people like us, like, like me, drove hours away, not really to see the opening band, but to see the headlining act. And so it would be goofy to assume that the whole show was about the opening act when it's not. 
And if the opening act was going through the motions and acting like it was, they wouldn't really be fooling anybody. But they would just be just kind of making a, making a fool of themselves. And so, like, right here, we have John, who's an opening act for Christ. And people are saying, wait a minute, okay, so Christ is baptizing people, you know, just like what you're doing. And so they're, 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 they're kind of, you know, they have this tension. But then John replies here in verse 27, this is what he says. John replied to that and said, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. I want to read verse 29 down to 30 real quick. One more time. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and it is the bridegroom's friend who is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. In, the term, in, in terms of the opening band, when you go see a show and there's opening bands, it is not the, it's not the opening band that people came out to see. It's the headliners. Like John is saying right here, it, it is the bridegroom who marries the bride. And it's the bridegroom's friend that is just glad to be there. An opening band is just glad to be there. A lot of times, most of the times, at least from what I've seen, the opening band is fans of the headlining act. So not only are they getting publicity out of it, but they're also being able to witness. They're able to be a part of, of, of the headlining tour of what's going on. And they're also able to partake from what's going on as well. We are no different than an opening act. An opening act is simply glad to be there because they know that it's not all about them. It's not all about their performance. It's not all about, you know, what they, what they, even what they do, but it's who they reflect. If an opening band, if an opening act would just make it all about themselves, that's a sure guarantee that the headlining act, for one, wouldn't want to really be around them or book them for another show in that community. Not only that, but the venue would get upset and the venue would refuse to book them at later times as well because they didn't do their job. Their job wasn't to be the headlining act, it wasn't to replace the headlining act either, but it's simply just to prepare, just to prepare the crowd to get them excited for what they're about to experience through the headlining act. Your identity as an opening band is not being the headlining act, but it's just pointing people towards the headlining act. John knew that his existence wasn't to be the headlining act. He wasn't supposed to be the savior. And sometimes we live our life as if we are the headlining act, that the only reason why there's people that, that we have relationships with is because of us. But in reality, that the Lord allows us to have relationships to point them, others, towards him. Because ultimately, he is the only relationship that will satisfy the longing in our hearts for a relationship that will never leave. Our identities as an opening act or an opening band, our identities as people is to pack the room 
and get them excited for what the main act is going to do. And in these terms, we as people, we are to pack the room in our lives, giving our lives as an offering, saying, look, come, come, not to see Jonah, the Jonah show or whatever your name is, but to see the show of our creator, savior, and sustainer, that he gave it all. He gave it all and he loves us so much. He loves me so much that he partners with me. He allows me to be a part of his story. And he's not only allowing me to be a part of the story by being an opening act for him, but he's inviting everybody in the crowd saying, come, come, be the opening act. Bring your friends, let them know that I'm here and that I'm not leaving. And that I have, I, I, not only that, but I paid your way to get into this venue, to see me, to experience me, to begin in a relationship with me. I paid all the debts, all the fees. So there should be nothing that would, would cause a hindrance from you coming and coming as you are and leaving, have being a witness to the headlining act. We are nothing but opening bands to a creator, savior, and sustainer that our lives revolve and exist, exist for. We are nothing but reflections of our creator, just like the opening band is a reflection of the headlining act. The goal of an opening band is to simply just prepare the hearts of people that came there to have a experience that they walk away from that they want to experience again. John in this passage is saying, look, it's not about me, but it's all about him. And he's saying, look, I don't care what happens to me. If I, if I become less, 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 and less, it's still worth it. Why? Because he's becoming more, more, and more. As an opening band, it doesn't matter if, if people think of you less because they have experienced the headlining act. If anything, it's worth it, regardless of what they think of you at the end of the day. If, if the goal that you were there for was to help others get ready for what they're about to experience. When I went to go see the show, I remember the opening act. I do. I remember the name of, of one of them. Actually, not. I don't remember the second opening act, what their name was. But I remember the first one. But in reality, I didn't walk away from that thinking about the opening act. I walked away of thinking of it all as the experience that I just partook in. And that included the opening act. In order for us to know our creator, savior, sustainer, the Lord uses others around in order for us to come to him. And the Lord uses everybody, whether they want to be used or not. You could be someone right now, you're saying, look, I I don't care. I don't care at all about Christ. Or you could be someone who's saying, like, my life, I exist for him that I'm an offering for my creator, savior, state, no matter where you're at, the Lord is going to get glory from you, whether you want it or not. But in the flip side of that, we also have an enemy that wants to use you just the same to rob the Lord of the glory that he rightly deserves. We have an enemy that wants us to be so deceived, so intoxicated by, by our pride and our pomp that when we're standing there on stage and when we're living life, that we start to believe the lie that we are the headlining act. And we begin to worship ourselves instead of worshiping him who this whole experience of life exists for. We have an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he begins by telling you or telling me the lie that it's all about us. When in reality, it's never been, nor will it ever be. 
the care that you put into your your opening act as an opening band it's noticed I know when I went there uh, to to this to this show, the opening band, you, you know, they, they they had talent, but they were just kind of there. They were kind of going through the motions. They didn't really engage with the audience. They didn't really care to, and that was noticed, and that kind of hindered the experience. I don't want to be a person who hinders the experience of somebody coming to see and experience their creator, savior, and sustainer that created everything. I don't want to be the one that hinders that person from enjoying to the fullest the life that the Lord has prepared for them. But instead, I want to point them towards life and life abundantly, even if that means I become less and less and less and less and he becomes more and more and more and more. He says, therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. Verse 30, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. Verse 31, John continues with this train of thought. He says this, He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. For he is sent by God. He speaks God's word. For God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life but remains under God's judgment. As I'm thinking about this, I can't help but think about those that maybe right now are listening or watching this. And your experience of Christ has been hindered by the opening acts that you've come in contact with. That have called themselves followers of Christ or called themselves Christians. And maybe you that are listening or watching this, I, I can't help but feel that there is somebody listening or watching this that that you have said, you know what, I don't want to come, I don't want to ever, I don't want to ever think about or come in contact with this Christ, this main act, because I'm so disappointed and I'm so hurt by the opening acts. What John would tell you right here is that when we look to other people to be the ma- main act, when they never were intended to be the main act. We will always, we will always sell ourselves short. So if you've been hurt by a a, a Christian or by a church and that's your reason of not following Christ, then, then it doesn't make sense. It's never been about the opening acts. If you don't want to come to Christ because of the opening acts, you're failing to see that it's it's about Christ. It's one thing not to come to Christ because of who he is, which doesn't make sense because who he is is, is is the epitome of what we're longing for. He's the epitome of love. He's the epitome of justice, of mercy, of truth. He's the epitome of all that at once. He's our creator, savior, and sustainer. And if I look at the opening acts and I judge the main act because of the opening acts, it doesn't make sense. It's like me going to see this show and because of the, the kind of the flippant nature of the opening act, I just leave. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm not seeking the opening band. I'm seeking the main act. And, and, and if John was here, he would say, no, that's foolish. Don't turn your back on Christ because of the opening acts. 
So if there's somebody listening or watching this and, and you've, you've had the excuse for far too long that, oh, no, 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 I, I can't, I can't come to Christ or I don't want to, I don't want to even, you know, uh, approach him and, and, and really seek my creator, savior, and sustainer with everything that I am because, because people have hurt me. John would say, no, 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 no. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride and it's the bridegroom's friends that rejoice in that. If somebody's hurt you, then they, they just for a moment forgot who they are or who they represented. But don't turn your back. Don't push the main act away because of the opening bands. Because in reality, each and every one of us as opening bands, we are nothing, 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 nothing. We are nothing. Even the best of us is nothing but a shadow of the main act. And we cannot judge the main act because of the opening bands. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. As John says here in verse 33, anyone who accepts his testimonies can affirm that God is true. If you seek the Lord with all your heart, not just seeking other people who follow the Lord, but seeking the word, the, the, the Lord and the word of God and seeking the Lord with all of your heart and through prayer and through surrender and finding those opening bands that delight in being open in bands that, that they don't live the lie that they, they are the Savior or the Messiah, but they point towards the one who is, even in their, their failures and their shortcomings. When you, when you get to that place, you will experience, as Jeremiah 29, 13 says, God tells Jeremiah, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And John is pointing the people that were talking to him saying, no, 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 it's not about me. It's never been about me, nor will it ever be about me, but it's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. It also reminds me of this part in scripture, 1 Corinthians 3, 7, where Paul is talking to the Corinthian church that now this is after Christ died and was resurrected and after John got thrown into prison and after John died in prison. But, but this is way after that, but it still applies. The same truth applies regardless of when it's, when it's spoken. And so Paul's telling the Corinthian church, because the Corinthian church is kind of falling in the trap that some of John's disciples were falling into. And, you know, John's disciples, as we just read, they were saying, wait a minute, you know, Jesus is doing what you're doing. Shouldn't that upset you? And John is like, no, it doesn't accept me. It, it, it doesn't anger me. But if anything, it gets me excited and, John, and, and, and now Paul's in a similar situation. And so now the, the people of the Corinthian church under Paul are saying, oh, well, you know, Paul baptized me or uh, this guy named Apollos baptized me. And they're starting to have divisions and arguments of saying who is greater than one another. And Paul just says, no, no, it's not about that. Because Paul, just like John, realized that he's an opening act for Christ. And this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 3, 7. He says this. And this is in the NIV. This is how the NIV puts it. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God. He is the one that makes things grow. The NLT says it this way. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important that God makes the seeds grow. Or even in the ESV, it says this. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. And so Paul's saying, regardless of who baptized you, we're nothing but instruments for the Lord. If, but, but we are not the ones that cleansed you. We are not the ones that forgave you. We are not the ones that, 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 that led, you, led you through that life change. It's not us. We were just instruments. But in, instead, that it's the Lord that did that change within you. Therefore, put the attention onto 
him and not onto us. So Paul's telling them, you're, you've been focusing on the wrong things for far too long. It's not about us because we're just opening bands, but it's all about Christ. He's the one that you truly are seeking after. He's the one that truly is doing the life change that you can notice in your life. Christ is the one that is doing that, that, that life change that you can truly observe in your life. No matter where you're at right now, whether you're listening or watching this, where has your attention been? Have you been living life as if you are the opening act? I'm going to live and die and, and I'm going to rot just the same. That if this life is about me, then I'm not doing a great job because I'm broken. If you right now, maybe for your first time, you're realizing, wait, I'm just an opening act. I want to introduce you to the main act, who is Christ, our creator, savior, and sustainer, that we have a God that created with a purpose. A good creator doesn't create without a purpose. And also a good creator will always make himself known. So not only do we have a creator who created us with a purpose, but he has revealed that purpose. And we know the purpose of the creator through his word. And we know through time, this, this word has been passed down and this word has stayed true all along through wars and divisions, through arguments and, and, and just divisiveness and evilness, that the word has stayed the same and constant throughout. And that ever since the very beginning, and he also gave us an opportunity to either choose him or to choose ourselves. And from the very beginning, we chose ourselves. We wanted to be like God instead of being the Lord's. And from that time on, this the, the sin, this brokenness, this destruction has been passed down just from, from, from genetics, from who we are. Our identities have been enslaved to our sins. But God himself made a way when there was no way. Because he looked at us, he saw we were just opening acts. And no matter how hard we practiced to be the main act, we can never measure up to him. We can never measure up. And so in order for our mistakes, for our brokenness to be paid for, he himself had to pay that debt. And so what he did, he God himself, the word of God became flesh. God became one of us. And he lived a life that we could not live and he died as a sacrifice that we couldn't pay. And so Jesus lived this life that we couldn't live. And he died on a cross like we deserve. We deserve through our brokenness. We deserve to be no more. But at that moment, all of our brokenness, all of our sins, all of our mistakes, all of the wrong notes that we played on stage was to put onto Christ. And he became a curse for us. But Jesus didn't stay dead because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But not only was the sin placed on him, but he himself did not commit any sin. He was the perfect main act. And so when he died, he didn't stay dead. But three days later, he rose again. And through his resurrection, through his resurrection, we no longer have to place our identities in our death. But because Jesus conquered death for us, we can place our identities in him. No longer do we have to live the lie, a slave to the lie that we are the opening act, that life is about us and that we are God. But instead, we surrender to the reality that, no, 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 I'm broken and you are God and Jesus, my life is yours. I believe that you came and you lived the life that I couldn't live and you died 
You died the death that I deserve to die. And you rose again. You defeated death. And I can't defeat death. So my life is yours. And we, we go from just, just being created, but we go into having a reconciled relationship with our creator, savior, and sustainer through Christ. And the Bible says that when we surrender to him, we receive his spirit, the same spirit that rose him from the dead. So God is in us when we surrender to him. And that spirit helps us live the life that he has created and, and planned for us to live since day one. And the life that he has created you to live is to point others towards him because he is the only creator, savior, and sustainer. And that each and every one of us has a longing in our hearts for so much more than anything that the opening acts can provide. It's never been about you. It's never been about your performance. It's never been about me. It's never been about my performance. But it's all been about who I've surrendered to. The opening acts realize that their set is temporary. And they have a response that they they have in that moment of what they're going to do with it. If an opening act flips on the lights and ignores the main act, they're not going to be an opening act for long. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live life living the lie that I am the opening act. Because I have a creator, savior, and sustainer that, that, that is worthy, is of worthy and worthy of the title of the main act. He paid the price to be the main act. And he deserves to be the main act. And I want him to be the main act. When you realize what the main act is capable of, you naturally will become less. But in turn, just like John says it right here, in verse 29, he says, It is the bridegroom who marries the bride and is the bridegroom's friend to simply be glad to stand with him. I stand with the main act through Christ, through a surrender to Christ. Who do you stand with? Do you stand alone? Are you right now standing alone? And you want to be a part of the main act, but you don't know how. How we do that is through surrender, of coming to the main act, coming to Christ and saying, look, I am not, but you are, and I'm yours. Give me that joy to stand with you. Give me that joy, restore that joy to stand with you. And then also, as Paul says, that is neither he who's, who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but it is God who makes the growth. That we all are crying crying for a savior, a creator, and sustainer that is not ourselves because we know that we're not. We're not. May our identities be directly tied to the main act, not to ourselves. May there be a joy. May there be a joy in pointing others towards the main act because the act has, has looked at us and said, I want you. I want you. What an honor that is. For a king of kings and lord of lords to look at us and say, look, I want you. I I don't care what price I have to pay for you to be a part of my show, but I want you to be a part of what, what I am doing. What an honor that is and what a responsibility that is as well. The opening band has a responsibility to reflect the main act well, and I want to reflect them well. May we want to reflect them well. And when we mess up and when we play the wrong notes, may we just relax it's never been about us playing all the right notes but what we can rest in is that we have such a personal intimate relationship with the main act that he will help us and lead us into the right notes over time and when we live life surrendered to him 
He's going to use it. And whether we're a groupie for the rest of our life, I don't care what the world says anymore because I have an identity that is wrapped around the best thing of all time. And that is Jesus Christ, the one who was, who is, and is to come. May we have a heart like John the Baptist and say, look, I must become less and he must become more. Heavy heart, no matter what you are going through, may you know, may you know that there is nothing you could do that can change the love of the Father. But, that, but, but we have a choice to either choose him and to accept him and the offer that he is giving for us to join his tour or to deny it because we feel like we can do better. May we not deny it any longer, but we need him. We need him not only on the good days of the tour, but the bad days of the tour as well. And may we stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to be the main act and instead surrender to the one who is knowing that he will, he will make us, make us more like him over time because the spirit of God is inside of us when we surrender to him. And if the spirit of God is inside of you, he can't disown himself. Heavy heart, rest easy. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this life that you've given us. Lord, we don't know how long or how short we have of time here on this, on, this, on this performance of life that you've given us. But Lord, your world is a stage and there's people that are coming. They, they are seeking you, but they're finding us first because for some reason, Lord, you are allowing us to be your opening act. Jesus, please help others. When they see us, they see you. Lord, may our lives be wrapped around an identity, wrapped around you, not in ourselves. May we live to glorify you in our actions, in our words, in our behaviors, in our thoughts. May our performance point towards the perfect performance, and that is you and you alone. Jesus, we need you. Lord, for those that we have hurt indirectly and directly, Lord, will we please make things right? Will we ask for forgiveness? Lord, also, will we forgive those that, 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 that don't get it right as well? Lord, we're all on the same stage together. And Lord, we are no better than one another. But Lord, we are only, we are only, 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 only just an opening act in this life, God. So Jesus, for, for those that are listening or watching this, that have not yet surrendered to you, Lord, will you please break away any barriers that they have preventing them from you, whether it be other followers of Christ, whether it be churches that have hurt them in the past. Lord, may they seek you and you alone, knowing that it's never been about the opening acts, but it's always been about you. And Jesus, for those that are listening or watching this, that are followers of you, that realize that they are opening acts, Lord, will you give them joy? Give me joy and be in your opening act. Rem remind me of the price that you've paid for me. Remind me the, 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 the lengths that you went through in order for me to be yours. God, may I never take that for granted. May we never take that for granted. Lord, for the pride in, in, in my life and others' lives, that, that creeps in and that, that tells the lie that we, that, that life exists for us and that we are, we are other savior. Lord, we are nobody's savior, but we've all been saved by you. So Lord, will you forgive us? We bring humility. Lord, please help us never forget who we are and whose we are. We're yours. We're yours and yours alone. 
Lord, we need you. Lord, will you set us free? Set us free from the chains of our performance and instead, may we just live free knowing that we are yours and yours alone and that your spirit's inside of us and that you will not forsake your own and that you love us and you have a plan and purpose for us that goes far beyond anything that this world can offer or any notes that we have messed up in our set. But Lord, every day is a brand new day. So Lord, help us be yours and reflect you for the rest of our lives. We need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. 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 No matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, may this meet you in a real and relevant way. If this has blessed you, please feel free to subscribe, write a review on iTunes or on Google, share this with others. We are in this together. And I thank God for you. I thank God for what he's doing in you. And I look forward to hearing what he is doing with you. We're in this together. God bless you. Talk to you next week. See you later.